Hello everybody, I'm your boss, Sarah the Sheep, and Updog is your Bow Wow. Welcome to Bow Wow, a show where we still haven't figured out what we're doing yet. So, the uh, the topic we've got for uh, today's video, we actually got a topic this time, instead of just answering uh, questions that y'all have submitted. We're talking about a video that I found uh, a while back, and I was going to make a video on the subject then, but it was such a non-issue at the time that I really didn't think I would be able to make a good video out of it. And then I thought about making a react video to it, and then I saw my reaction to it. And even though the person's very deserving of, you know, some shit being flung their way, realizing it's kind of a waste of my time, and that it would just be obscenely negative, and I don't think anyone wants to watch me for obscenely negative content. So instead, we're just going to do a podcast that's uh, passively negative. Oh yeah, uh, I, I was, there is some current news. I started an original species contest. Did you see anything about that? Oh yes, I did. Yeah. I would enter, but no drawing tablet, so you know. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, I was thinking about entering in my own, in secret. It's not really a secret anymore since I've said it. And the creature that I submit would be a surprise. I was going to try drawing it in like a different art style too, so people wouldn't notice that it was me doing it. I would talk about what it is, but if I did that, people would, people, you know, who actually watch these would would know what it is. And, and I, I, I love y'all, but I don't trust y'all to not accidentally snitch on me. There's no prizes for winning or anything like that, so it's not like I'm scooping up anybody else's surprises. And if I did win, I would just, you know, give the give the prizes on to somebody else. Uh, trying to find my notes on that specific video. The problem is, is that because I had everyone submit these original species via Google Documents, my Google Documents uh, history is filled with other people's Google Documents and not just my scripts anymore. So it's it's making it a little hard to find, th find things. So I, I did make a video on the, on the subject and I don't think I'm actually going to post it just because like I said, it doesn't, it feels like it's a non-issue that it's a topic that I shouldn't really even bother going into. So I'm just gonna break down the, uh, the script a little bit here and yeah, so the the YouTuber, the furry YouTuber, uh, Jikerdor, made a video about how the furry fandom is pay to win in their viewpoint, and there's a whole uh, there's a whole lot of crap going on behind the scenes of that, where Jikerdor was, where basically Jikerdor's viewpoint on it doesn't matter because the way Jiker presents it is in a way that he's an asshole. <laughs> So, it doesn't matter whether he's right or not, because he's being a dick about it. In one scene, in the beginning of it, he he does a very high-pitched voice to mock the person he's uh, he supposedly discusses with in DMs. He's using a high-pitched voice to mock them. Uh, the person he's using this high-pitched voice with is a trans man. Oh. Yeah, so, Updog caught that immediately. Uh... You don't make fun of a trans person's voice because if you don't know, you don't. You just don't do that. <laughs> it's yeah. there's uh, there's lots of things a trans person that may find dysphoria inducing, and voice is one of those things. 
which is why you see a lot of uh, people who are usually hating on me usually saying something about my voice because they think it's something that I'm sensitive about. And yeah, that's usually always like when it's a transphobic comment, they usually say something like, oh, you've got why do all troons sound the same? I said that last time. But yeah, I get a com I get a comment like that or hey, I'm gonna say it in the Dale Gribble voice though. Yeah. <laughs> or I get the comment, "Why do you sound like a man? Why do you sound like a dude?" They they know that there are cis women out there that sound more masculine than others. Uh just off the top of my head, Ethan's wife, uh I can't remember her name, Ethan's wife uh from H3H3. She's got a uh, relatively deep voice. And I would say she's a pretty public figure, too. So it's not like people don't know that there are cis women with deep voices, but they intentionally go after deep voices with trans women because they know that it's a sensitive subject for them. Uh, Dreiker defended uh, his use of the high-pitched voice as, I don't involve myself with the goings-on of every single little person I meet. This was this argument he had was done over Telegram. Uh, Telegram has bios uh, when you go to dis talk to people privately. So, in text, right at the top, right below the picture, it says he they. So it's not like it's not like he hides it. And if you check on uh, Kane's YouTube, the uh, the guy that he was um, that Jagger was making fun of, Kane says it says trans man on there. But Jiker excuses it away with just saying, I, "I sorry, I don't learn every little thing about every single little person that I meet. Which, which is just such an absolute YouTuber response to that sort of thing. Like, people talk shit about, uh, about YouTubers with a significant following for a reason, because a lot of the time, some of these people let this shit get to their head. And that's just like such a, I'm too busy being a YouTuber to know the goings-on of the little people. But regardless, like I said, it doesn't matter what his actual thoughts on the subject are because he was being an asshole about it. Yeah, no, nah, he's straight up being a dickhead. Yeah. But and he knows he's being a dickhead, too. Of course. Yeah, he absolutely does. It, like, it, you don't make a mocking tone of a, uh, of a person without doing it deliberately. But... Uh, Jiker, uh, I doubt he's listening, but you're 31 years old. We're both 31 years old, and I think we're both old enough to know that you don't make fun of people's voices. That's It's just a shitty thing to do. Let me see if I can find you the video real quick, because the way he does it is just the most... He does it in the absolute most grating way possible. He presents this video in the way that someone would present a debate video, but he presents it from a one-sided streamer viewpoint. Um, you know what a debate bro is, right? Kind of. I think his name is Vosh. They just like debating people for the sake of debating people. Yeah. Debate bros typically do a stream that lasts eight hours long because that's the Twitch meta, I guess, is just to be on for as long as possible. So during this time, they'll do things to pad out their time, like <laughs> react content, uh, gaming, or debating because talking a lot kills a lot of time the thing is is that when you talk for eight hours sometimes your filter starts to wear away and you say things you wouldn't typically normally say so uh you slip up you make you make 
you talk about things that you wouldn't normally talk about because you're not knowledgeable about the subject and they count on people not actually going back and watching the VOD because it's eight hours long. No one's going to watch an eight hour VOD. All right. I sent you the video. Uh, the part happens pretty immediately. You can watch it and I'll, uh, and I'll keep, uh, keep talking while, while you do that. But, uh, Dreiker is doing the same thing essentially here. Uh, he's doing this in the- he's talking about this subject which should be a topic that is something that should be uh, scripted and then read and then edited. But instead he does this over a stream and it is barely edited and he says and does things that a person typically wouldn't write into a script because they would have the time to go and think about it and put it through their personal filters and go, okay, so this is something I shouldn't do, or hey, this comes across as petty, I should just cut this out of the script. Which I think is one of the big key differences between a streamer and someone who makes YouTube videos, is that someone who's a streamer doesn't understand the value of having a personal filter and thinking before they say things. They just say whatever comes to their mind because they need to pad out the time as best as possible. Uh, so this was a subject, uh, especially when discussing an argument he had with another person, uh, that would have best been handled in the form of just a regular scripted video. But during this time, he makes a lot of, uh, he presents this in the way that he, that a debate bro would, which is just him talking to the camera having a debate with a person that isn't actually there and able to defend themselves, repetitively uses the same argument again and again. He keeps relying on a couple of straw man arguments that just really don't hold up worth a damn that serve as no other purpose than to make Kane look stupid. And it's just poor form, especially from someone who is uh, 31. But as you, as you figured out from watching him by now, he's very annoying. Yes. <laughs> uh, the thing that stuck out to me the most, was, was the most annoying, was the 20 second intro <laughs> of mm -hmm. some animation on loop. I, I said it reminded me of old COD intros. <laughs> I was just like, okay, get on with it. Oh my god, it's been 10 when's, seconds. When's the video Holy start? Shit. When's the video start? When's the video start? The video doesn't start. He he has three false starts before the video actually starts. The His subject doesn't actually start until like two minutes in. And the uh, his biggest point in the argument is done at like a whole three minutes and 30 seconds in. And uh, I guess people just have to watch this video for themselves to, to see it. But it's a... Uh, it's pretty easy to find if you just search our furries pay to win it'll be the first thing that shows up just look for the green the green dog fur suit on the thumbnail i'm trying to get to the point where he was like making fun of that person yeah like high-pitched and i was just like even if that person wasn't you know transgender that's so fucking condescending yeah uh like <laughs> Even if the person wasn't trans, the way he delivered the voice was in a way that was high-pitched to uh, infantilize his opponent in the debate in order to make them look more childish, seem younger than they actually are, and also to devalue their opinions because he views them as a child. Kane is 20 and was 19 at the time of this video. So, 31, more than old enough to know that uh, talking down to someone and discrediting their opinion because of their age is some very big-time boomer shit to do. I I had to put it on, like, I had to put the playback speed at, like, 1.5, because I'm like, okay, 
come on, man, get on with it. Because he's like, oh, someone raided me. Oh, who, oh, whose birthday is it? And I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Is is he has the power to edit it, and din it. He has what is effectively uh, five minutes worth of content spread out over sixteen minutes. He didn't need to use that much padding because you can get mid rolls on YouTube in just eight minutes. So uh, actually, uh, because of the time, we have enough time to do a uh, to do a live react if you want to do that over audio form because the entire thing is just him talking anyway. So do you want to do that or do you just want to talk over my bullet points? Uh, I prefer not to watch any <laughs> I There's five times in my notes where I mentioned that it is, it's a hard watch. Okay. I, I can barely stand to watch like a five minute video I'm like, i can't sit and watch 16 minutes of this guy talking in circles <laughs> let me just give the audience at home a quick snippet of what of what this of what this sounds like he's definitely the last person who should be making fun of someone else's voice when he puts on this fake youtuber personality is furry pay to win yeah the super long intro it's not that long but it's long enough to make me want to click off the video There we go. Dolphin. You look great. Perfect. Well, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to uh, June's first suit stream. And we are celebrating our 15,000 doing all this kind of stuff. I will catch them all. Okay. I'm trying to find win. the part yeah. where he does okay, the okay, voice. Check. How does one win furry? We'll talk about that. The freaking raid. The, so the raid. Let's get into it. Okay. So, 140. The second time he says he's starting the video. This is where the story takes part. So if you guys don't know run by Oda Post is like talking about and he's oh <laughs> you sweet 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 summer child talking about and like hey I just made a video on the furry uh and how it's not pay to win and I'm like nani the fuck what are you talking about and he's just like yeah um hi um furry's not pay to win um it totally isn't because my man found a way to make the most annoying voice on the internet his even more annoying by doing a high-pitched voice. So it's it's really he's he's clearly very very talented, but uh, he's this high-pitched voice he's putting on is to mock a uh, to mock a uh, trans mask person who uh, does who does have a higher-pitched voice, but obviously not to this extent. And Jiker is clearly doing this with malintent to mock them for either mocking them for their voice or mocking them for intentionally going after a sensitive subject for trans people. Because, like, I made friends oh in God, high It's school. so hard to listen and to I'm even just for like, a second. Oh, you sweet summer child. Yeah. <laughs> Did you uh, watch the part where he says, oh, you sweet summer child? Uh, Yeah. I was like, you son of a bitch! What an asshole! Yeah, just a just a total dick bag. Uh, he's he's like, not. It wasn't enough to make fun of Kane's voice. He had to literally call them a child. And yeah, he's using it in the term of like a commonly used phrase, but he's still using it in a way that frames Kane as being younger than he actually is. By the way, he argued with this person openly in one of the YouTuber Telegram chats. I don't think it was the one that I'm a part of. All all furry YouTubers have secret Illuminati chats that we participate in. I'm in one with uh, with Varger, Labrat, 
uh, Hoond and uh, a few others. I don't really use it that much because I don't use Telegram that much, but yeah, we're all part of a secret furry YouTube Illuminati. Yeah. Don't tell anyone, though. Yeah. Audience listening, don't tell anyone. Yeah, don't tell anyone. It's a secret. Secret. <laughs> and mostly it's just us talking about uh, cons and stuff like that and posting recent videos that we've done. I haven't used it <laughs> in a long time, not since around uh, the time of the KFC situation. Uh, KFC situation? Oh, now I gotta get. Now I gotta talk about the KFC situation. <laughs> oh no! What what happened? So you know that fursuiter who has the uh, fursuit that is like you search cute fursuit and there's is always like the first image to pop up. No, I don't search fursuits a lot. Okay, let me go Google it. Search uh, search fursuit and look for a uh, it's a canid, but the suit is I think it belongs to someone named Nervalo. Uh, it's basically the Tormi situation where you search Femboy and Tormi Sona uh, pops up. The brown and blue one. Yeah, uh, that's Revalo's yeah. suit. So Revalo's suit very frequently gets used in, uh, in in memes and stuff like that. It's like uh, it's one of the most searched up. It's usually the first result when you search for a suit. So Revalo is very uh very lax about it because uh, you know it's in google images you can't really control it may as well find it funny kfc espanol has a meme of the colonel and it goes up and down the screen with like a camera thing a viewfinder and it shows that underneath the colonel is uh revalo the fursuiter so the joke is is that the colonel is secretly a furry and you know what happened with tony the tiger when he uh, got too furry right on twitter yeah <laughs> it was blocking furries left and right <laughs> yeah it was a similar similar situation to that the furry's very normal response was to send as much graphic pornography as possible in the replies to that tweet which I mean, it's funny but, but also disgusting <laughs> yeah that is pretty funny you're not gonna lie uh, yeah but i'm i'm sure that whoever is managing that account is not getting paid enough to see your uh your horse's macro dong no. Whether they're a 30-year-old social media manager who's getting paid a lot or a intern, regardless, they are not being paid for the uh, trauma of being f uh, force-fed sexual content that they didn't consent to. I don't think anyone deserves to get sexually harassed at their job, even by the customers. No. So, it's uh, funny, but it's also, no, don't do that, that's very shitty. Unrelated. Totally unrelated. But you remember that J-Station video with a furious girth tail? Yes, of course I do. It's one of my most watched videos, actually. <laughs> I think I found the first suit furious girth tail was based off of. <laughs> oh my god, why would you sidetrack me with this? <laughs> why didn't you mention this suitor? This is so much more interesting than, than Jiker's annoying YouTuber voice. Oh, I'm sorry. It's just the fact that it's on a website that's saying... Professionally made green fursuit husky mascot for one hundred and fifty-five dollars. It's it's you know one hundred and fifty-five dollars is exactly how much it looks like it costs. So I believe that. <laughs> okay, so yeah, uh, that's that's all that happened with uh, KFC Twitter, and people were uh, talking about that because it's like uh, the 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 social media manager or the intern managing the Twitter account is just memeing and doesn't deserve to be sexually harassed at work. So. Uh, that's all that was is uh, is I was just disappointed by it, but it's like 
It's not out of pocket. It's very, it's very, it's very furry thing. Yeah, it's a very, very typical furry day. So we're gonna go over the uh, what I have was a react. I wrote down all my reaction thoughts to the video because I was like, there's no way that this is gonna be a good video. So we're just gonna go over my bullet points from the uh, video here. If you haven't seen the video yourself, uh, you're not really missing out. It's just him being really annoying and wasting 16 minutes of your time uh, inanely talking, uh, talking in circles, and uh, leaning on a very weak straw man argument. And then we'll talk ourselves about whether we actually think the furry fandom is pay to win. Uh, first off, yeah, the as you saw, the intro is very 2010. It reminds me of like Call of Duty YouTuber intros where, you know, it would show uh, their name would come down and it would blast bad dubstep and then you'd hear a gunshot noise and their name would shatter. That kind of intro actually used to be my intro when I first got into YouTube. Oh. Yep. Bright green neon text that said Rachi Ram would come down in 3D land and it would bla and it would blast uh grunge dubstep and then you could hear a gun a sniper gunshot noise and the name would shatter. It's incredible it's incredibly incredibly crappy. And that's but it's still it's still shorter than Jiker's intro. So, no, I'm really, really sorry you thought that was good. <laughs> I did it. It's just I was doing Call of Duty YouTube at the time, so I was, you know, trying to fit in. <laughs> yeah, they really, Let they me... really all just do that, huh? Yeah, they do all just do that. Let me just uh, show, see if I can find it real quick. So, <laughs> that's why I know his intro reminds me of 2010 COD videos, because I did that. <laughs> oh, oh, it's not even good, dubstep. <laughs> no, it's not. I have no taste in music, seriously. Uh, I, I, I don't really listen to music all that often. I didn't even start getting into music until recently, because uh, uh, I just I didn't have things like the internet most of my life. Like, uh, I didn't have, I didn't get access to reliable internet until I was 22. And I didn't buy music, uh, I would always get what my friends gave me. So I was listening to Fall Out Boy, uh, My Chemical Romance, Panic at the Disco, you know, the stuff that was super popular when I, when I was in high school. Yeah, of course. But other than that, I wouldn't listen to anything. Other than that, my parents would just put on country music, and I knew I didn't <sighs> like country music. It takes him one minute and 40 seconds to uh, get to the part where he shows the raid. He has the raid play in for the full for the, like the full duration of the raid. And there's absolutely no reason to show it because I've tried thinking about it. Why would someone show a raid uh, from their stream? And if it was a tip, I would say, yeah, it makes sense. S showing people that you're being tipped in the video is like saying, hey, you can tip me too if you want. But there's actually no reason to show that you're getting raided. Because all it's saying is that some random person ended their stream and decided to put your stream on their on their channel next. Like, so I, I was thinking maybe it was like a shout out, hey, go watch this person too, because they're awesome. Or something like that. I, but... Yeah, I, I guess, but like it would just be better to name drop them because he does that. He name drops Odin Wolf later in the video. 
and I said that his personality his personality just comes across as very fake. I feel like I'm watching a serial mascot about the fandom. <laughs> it, it does. It, it, it sounds like a serial mascot. It sounds like a... It sounds like uh, somewhere between Tony the Tiger and uh, Toucan Sam. Yeah, I was thinking he does. He does kind of sound like Tony the Tiger. <laughs> like talking about some. They are. Great. It's mediocre. <laughs> it's mid. <laughs> <laughs> it's mid. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I talk about how he makes fun of uh, Kane's voice, and then he infantil. I said infantilizing the person you debated with in order to make them seem less credible more annoying or ignorant very cool of you this person he is giving crap to has less than three percent of his following which is true at the time kane had 400 to 500 subscribers and jiker had 23,000 subscribers so this dude is not only punching down but potentially opening kane up to uh, severe harassment i feel like it's an incredible irresponsible use of the size of his uh, following if you're gonna debate someone at least you know don't add all this uh, nanny the fuck kind of shit he was talking about. He couldn't, like, yeah, he couldn't even get Kane to go on, I know for sure, because Kane at this point had numerous times requested the Jiker leave him alone and stop talking to him. And Ooh. moderators of the Telegram group that, uh, that he was in told him to stop. And rather than stop, Jiker took it to Kane's DMs and continued to harass him there. Kane had said, Stop, I don't want to talk to you anymore. And Kane and, uh, and uh, Jiker kept going. That's... Ugh. And not only That's... that, made this video mocking him. It's fan behavior, to be honest. It's creepy. Yeah. Like, dude... It's, the whole thing feels very wanna... masturbatory. Yeah, if someone says, hey, stop talking to me, you just stop talking to them. You just leave it alone. This is someone who uh, it gets a lot of uh, a lot of looks for his fursuit, a lot of attention for his uh, YouTube stuff, and does that to make up for his shit personality, and thinks that uh, he can get away with more because of the size of his following. 25,000 is not that many, not that many subscribers, but uh, in furry YouTube, that is quite a bit. Uh, for example, the uh, the two biggest uh, furry YouTubers I can think of, Majira Strawberry and Beta Ada Delota, are both at 200k. Having 25,000 uh, followers is uh, subscribers is is pretty good. I'd say that's like equivalent to a normal YouTube having a million, whereas like the more popular YouTubes have 10 million. So I think it's I think it's equivalent in terms of the fandom. But it, I mean, that makes sense. Regardless, he's irresponsibly using his fandom. And has developed this, I don't know if he was always like this, but right now he has this personality of someone who thinks they're better than they are. Someone who needs to be humbled, personally. <laughs> uh, he also gets this weird amount of pleasure from upsetting Kane, and he even like goes on for a second to talk about uh, just about how, he's, how he found it funny that uh, the person was getting so upset. Which is just, again, more shitty troll-like behavior. Uh, he's talking, he talks about Kane in the way that you would talk about a random, not a person that he had an actual discussion with. But, uh, his, his first point is, is that the furry fandom is pay to win because the furry fandom is a hobby. And hobbies are money sinks and they cost money to participate in. So in order to get the most out of your hobby, you have to spend more. 
he uses examples like uh, Warhammer 40k. My thought is is that the furry fandom isn't just a hobby anymore. If you look anywhere else, the furry fandom is referred to as a subculture or a culture of its own. Culture in general doesn't cost any money to participate in, and fursuiting is now what is the hobby. Art is a hobby or a job. Art, YouTube is a hobby or a job. You can participate in the fandom without spending money because it's a subculture. But if your goal is to have fun, you can have fun in the fandom without spending money. And Jiker's main hook there is that uh, for it to... Well, for me, for it to be pay to win, there has to be a clear goal in mind for the fandom. And no one has agreed upon what that goal is. If you were to play a game, usually the agreed upon goal is to win. So there is no agreed upon win condition in the furry fandom because the fandom means so many different things to so many different people. But Jiker uh, defines his win condition as just having fun. He says that his fursuit costs $6,000 and that by spending $6,000, his enjoyment in the fandom has gone up significantly. Personally, if I spent 6k on a fursuit, I wouldn't really find that that fun. But money means a lot more to me, I guess, because I don't have much of it. I, th I think when he says uh, it, it became more fun is he got more people interested in him and his, like, you know, what he has to say because he has a fursuit. Yeah, he, it, he says it's for, for fun. For some reason, furries are like, fursuit means money, means status, means class, means, ooh, popular, means, yeah, hey, the, I want to be friends with this person. The fandom is equal parts anti-capitalist and equal parts people who idolize people with money. So. Yeah. Or, yeah. like, people who idolize artists solely for their art. I'm going to jump to his point, which is at 3 minutes and 50 seconds. <laughs> My enjoyment of the fandom has significantly increased ever since I got the fursuit. This fursuit costs six thousand dollars, so like my level of enjoyment of the fandom increased significantly the more I invested into it. This is something else annoying that he does is he left his sound, uh, his soundboard thing on, so you can hear uh, memes like emotional damage and bonk and stuff like that going off while he's trying to talk about this subject and the sound effects are louder than he is. So you can't hear what he's talking about half the time because he's got shit like uh, uh, the Nigel NG joke, emotional damage popping up over his voice. And then he also has this uh, video that plays at the top right whenever someone follows. Uh, go to 404 on the video real quick and uh, take a look at that. Oh damn, I have to go work and watch the video. <laughs> you don't have to watch it, just jump ahead to 404. Ugh, God, I... I know, I know, you've, you've been exposed to him for such a short amount of time, but already seeing his fursuit stirs up feelings of uh, disgust and ire. <laughs> He's, no, it's, it's like seeing Growly's fursuit. You look at it and you're like, ah, oh, this fucking guy. This fucking guy. Fucking Growly. But yeah, so you see the uh, video thing popped up at the top right, right? Yeah. He knows how to edit, he knows how to stream, but he doesn't know how to crop a video so that it's not taking up a fourth of his screen. He has, during the stream, he has 1,300 viewers. So this thing is popping off every second, 50 times, 100 times a stream. And it is blocking up most of his screen. 
So, like, if there's a joke there, or, like, a specific reason that he has the video there, I can't tell what it is. But also, it's distracting from the actual content of this video. But yeah, his, uh, his main point is that uh, the his win condition for the furry fandom is that he's having fun, and he has more fun the more money he spends. So, in order to fulfill his win condition, he has to spend more money. But assuming your win condition is the win condition for the entire community is misguided at the least. Uh, everyone has different goals in the fandom. Having fun isn't someone's only goal. And spending money doesn't always equal that person having more enjoyment. I, I can see myself spending some money on a fursuit and having more fun because I have the fursuit. But also, if I spent $6,000 on a fursuit, I would have to take out a loan. Yeah. And that would not make me feel good. No. Like, the thing people don't understand, especially younger people coming into the fandom, you don't need a fursuit. You don't. Really, really don't. This no. is coming from someone who has a partial fursuit. You don't need a fursuit to enjoy being in the fandom. Uh, I've like... been a part of the furry fandom since I was 16, and I have never once owned a fursuit. I didn't, I didn't even want to have one until just recently, and even then, it's not a personal want. It's a want for the sake of preserving my anonymity. Effectively, doing this is the same as just me uh, copying what Yoko Taro does and wearing that giant moon mask whenever he goes in public. Okay, if we're talking about friends and stuff like that, sure, you can find the random friends in high school, but that's talking from like a very privileged standpoint. You got having friends in high school is privilege. What the fuck? <laughs> you not have friends in high school. <laughs> So the dude in the $6,000 fursuit just said that friends in high school are a privilege. Well, I can tell you one thing for sure. If YouTube doesn't work out for him, he should absolutely do stand-up because that is the funniest fucking thing I've heard today. <laughs> like, it just... He's just showing his ass like he didn't have friends in high school. Yeah. <laughs> friends are a privilege. Friends are a privilege, and that privilege can be taken away. Like, what? What do you mean? By the five, I had friends in high school, and I was that fat anime nerd. <laughs> I didn't have friends in high school, but I don't think it's a privilege. <laughs> I feel like he's used as a gotcha towards Kane, like saying, uh, "Like, oh, you stupid little child! You didn't, you didn't consider that privilege. You didn't consider this privilege. How ignorant of you, dumb little child!" That's what it feels like. Yeah, it's weird. So the 16-minute video where he talks about the fandom being paid to win is almost entirely discussing his personal beef with Kane and nothing else. That's creepy. Yeah, it's That's very really obsessive creepy. and very unhealthy, unnormal behavior. Does he like? Does he like make more videos on this on like Kane and this subject? That I know of, no. So, a lot of the time, uh, up until the five-minute mark, he throws around it's pay-to-win a lot without actually sharing any evidence that it is pay-to-win. He just keeps saying it's pay-to-win while trying to make the make Kane look bad. So, we're uh, at five minutes in, he still hasn't gotten to his point, so the video still technically hasn't actually started because he actually hasn't gotten into his subject yet. He just keeps talking about this beef and... Uh, using debate fallacies in a one-sided argument via this video. It's just been going, you're a child, I'm going to make fun of your voice, which you're probably sensitive about as a trans person, and I'm going to call you privileged and use straw mans and whataboutism without ever taking or talking about my personal stance. 
So his big argument, his uh, his last his last ditch effort argument, and you can tell this is a last ditch effort argument because once I say it to you, you're gonna be like, ugh. To him, the fandom is pay to win because in order to access the fandom, you need to have internet, electricity, and infrastructure. No. <laughs> no, you don't. And it's at this point, I'm saying it doesn't feel like this is his first video on the subject. What this video feels like is it feels like he made a video before this and is having to defend his is having to defend his bad stance rather than just taking the L. It's like he had a really bad point and rather than acknowledging that he had a bad point and that he was wrong, he just keeps going back and uh, uh, fine-tuning his argument even smaller and smaller because he even eventually gets to the point that he defines out other people's stances on it. Anyway, that's about all I'm going to go into it because I do want to uh, I do want to put this up as a react later. I've changed my mind because Updog found it funny, <laughs> so I've changed my mind. I am going to upload that react later. <laughs> I just don't want to post three videos back to back beating a dead horse because I do talk I do have three videos on the subject now <laughs> including this podcast, but uh, you don't want you don't want to end up like him obsessed with it oh yeah i'm definitely gonna come across as obsessive at at this point it's it's a little (laughs) late for that but But, uh i think the difference between you and him is you're not singling out him i'm not punching down for one this dude has 10 times my following yeah oh god imagine if this starts a beef Oh my god, I wanted a YouTube beef with, uh, fuck, what's his name, Samir Bhavnani. I didn't want a YouTube beef with Green Wolf Furry. Green Wolf. Green Muscle Wolf, man. Yeah. Uh, he, he gets to the argument with Kane and, uh, Kane's video, and Kane uses a lot of big words like bombastic in it, and Jiker complains about his use of big words. He says that Kane is using big words to hide that he doesn't know about the subject. So this is ad hominem, because what he's saying with this is that Kane is using big words in order to mask that he doesn't know what he's talking about, implying that Kane is stupid and using words to make himself sound smart. Jiker, it's okay if you don't know what the words mean. <laughs> pick up a dictionary, my guy. It's ad hominem, and in, in his entire chat is engaging in it, too. And it's just, it's kind of funny that he can, in the same video, infantilize someone and then also complain that they're too smart. (laughs) (laughs) You know? (laughs) So that just sums up his whole video, is that he entirely misrepresents his point by going on this weird tirade and obsessive uh, discussion about Kane and rarely touches on his point. And the arguments that he does have are ad hominem. Straw man arguments, scapegoats, and other logical fallacies like whataboutism. He never actually addresses it. He argues like he argues like a right-wing politician would. Yeah, and it's very one-sided because he does it in a video where Kane can't possibly have any input. But like I said, even if he tried to get Kane on there, I don't think he could. Because Kane just like, knows better. Even if Kane wanted to react, I don't, I don't think it would be wise. It would just yeah, I feel like Jiker would suddenly become really good at editing. And edit out a a lot of the parts that Kane says. I feel like that's how that video would go down. Oh yeah, 100%. Now, is the furry fandom actually pay to win? Uh, I don't think so. A lot of people think it is, but in reality, it's just... If you can afford art, sure, go for it. If you can't afford art, that's okay. You can, like, draw your own. There are bases to do. 
Ardon, uh, you don't need a fursuit. You don't need to spend money to get friends. Just be a nice person, you know? Mm-hmm. Or, be a, like, or be a not nice person, because that's also working oh, out, yeah. for, uh, out for Jiker. Yep, be a not nice person. You can also just be a not nice person. <laughs> yeah. I, I think... Like, I, I've already said... Jiker's opinion on the subject doesn't matter because he delivers it in a way that makes him look like an asshole and he frequently poorly backs up his argument and misrepresents his argument in a lot of ways by also defining out uh, and what any detractors would say about it. So, uh, at, like at one point he mentions that uh, people who don't agree with him will talk about the community, but he says he's not talking about the community, which is just him conveniently taking the community part out of the fandom to fit his definition of what he considers the fandom to be for the pay-to-win state but but what is the fandom but not just a community exactly <laughs> but oh he he was like you need internet and you need electricity because what if you're in a country like and he uses egypt as an example egypt what has it, internet my guy <laughs> yeah <laughs> How very white of him, by the way, <laughs> very to name a random African country and assume that because they're African that they don't have, that they're a third world country, essentially, because they're African. So how very white of him to say that. Uh, but Egypt has, like, Metropolis is my guy. Yeah. It's not just, you know, living in huts, like <laughs> media portrayed. <laughs> But he says that, uh, like, uh, what if uh, someone who lives in uh, Egypt, uh, who doesn't have access to the internet and stuff like that, they, what if they want to participate in the fandom? They can't because they don't have access to electricity, they don't have access to the internet, they don't have access to modern infrastructure. And my thought is, if she doesn't have any of those things, how did she learn about the fandom in the first place? Yeah, that- Hmm, I want to be a furry. I don't know what that means, but it sounds fun. Yeah, how does she know she's missing out if she doesn't know that it exists? <laughs> furry isn't some immutable trait. You don't wake up one day and just go, I'm a furry. Or, I weirdly- am, I am very weirdly attracted to the cop bunny. And then, <laughs> go about your day. <laughs> no, it's not- it, it doesn't work like that. Furry's a, a, a very internet thing, so you have to- you have to have access to the internet in the first place. But, so, in this perfect scenario that his argument does work, how did What's-Her-Face and Egypt find out about these people? Are we fucking, are we renting out bombers and dropping flyers over Egypt that say, <laughs> join the fandom, and then we give a URL at the bottom? No. If someone's in the situation that they don't have modern infrastructure... They're not missing out because they don't know what the fandom is, because they never learned what the fandom is, therefore they don't know that they're missing out, so they're not missing out. It's not an immutable trait like being gay or being trans. It's not something that you can know and feel without ever actually having exposure to it. It's an, it's an idea, not an immutable trait. But the, this, that's, his, that's his big argument, is this straw man, and he goes on this for about entirely too long. And it's such a weak straw man that I didn't want to address it in the first place, but he uses it three times in the video, and it's like... His only, his only crutch for his argument is, <laughs> well, what if you don't have internet? Like, okay, then you're not a, you don't know what the fuck a furry is. Yeah. 
But, uh, do, like, uh, uh, my opinion on the thing is, like, uh, for it to be pay to win, we have to have a definition that fits the majority, if not all of the community's, uh, opinions of what a win condition for the fandom is. And I don't think you can have a win condition on culture. Because, uh, think about, like, any culture that you can. Is there a win condition for it? Is there a win condition for being American? Is there a win condition for being European? Is there a win condition... Okay, that's... That's a, that's a little different. You know, you know what I meant. Yes, sorry. I, I didn't mean the fast pass. <laughs> Fucking Disney fast pass. The, the phrasing. The phrasing is poor, but I think y'all get my point. Is that culture doesn't have a win condition. And... His his response to that will be something like, "Oh, you define furry as a culture because it is." See, I don't define it as a culture. I define it as a hobby. So therefore, our arguments don't work. And it's like, yeah, and that's basically his whole video is that it's sixteen minutes, and then at the end he's like, "Oh wait, Kane defines this entirely different than I do. I just had this entire argument with a person for no fucking reason because our arguments don't actually match up whatsoever. We're not arguing about the same thing at all. This is the problem with streaming this kind of thing." is that he just doesn't get the opportunity to think about these things. But I honestly can't say that if he had the time to think about it, that it would be any better. And it would just like no be edited chat, better. And no one in his chat is gonna, like, be no. the contrary. Hello, this is Sarah in Editing Land. I'm adding this bit in here because it's it's somewhat relevant here. Uh, in the podcast, I discuss that Jagerdor has a section of the video where someone disagrees with him in the video, and rather than reading the comment out in full, he reads the first three words and then edits out the entire rest of it, but for some reason still leaves in the part where he's starting to read the comment, so he could edit out that part entirely and get rid of the, the person who's disagreeing with him entirely, but instead includes the first three words and then just cuts it off, which makes it look even more suspicious because it's like he intended to remove this person's comment from the video, but didn't do a very good job at hiding that commenter. So he straight up removes people disagreeing with him from his video. And this is just more of what me and Updog were talking about is that, uh, his audience isn't allowed to disagree with him. The comment says, Regarding furry, pay to win, yes, having the cash to get a suit, art, go to the conventions, etc. does give you a boost in being noticed and recognized easier, but in no way, shape, or form is anything in this fandom locked behind a paywall. This is a community of people sharing a common interest, not a video game with overpriced cosmetics. But yeah, he just reads the first three words of that and cuts it out and t cuts out the rest entirely and just jumps way ahead. So it sticks out really badly and it's just weird. I think Jiker, being the 31-year-old adult that he is, could properly could properly represent his own argument and do it in a way that is much more graceful without attacking a smaller creator. And while also making it shorter, please. Please make it shorter. This is a podcast. It can be an hour long. I'm allowed for it to be an hour long. This is a short podcast, by the way, if it's an hour long. But your video is a YouTube video where you're trying to make an argument and you pad it out so much. But I think you could have made it shorter while also not being a dick. 
just the it, the fact that you're being so fucking condescending while trying to debate this person just proves you don't want to debate. You just want to argue. Yeah, and, and like come out on top. And it's like, dude, come on. And your audience is obviously young because the way you present your shit, like you 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 talk like uh, PewDiePie did like five years ago, <laughs> just very loud and obnoxious. It's clearly to appeal to younger people. So uh, people I don't. Who are less uh likely to you know argue with you because you. they're not they, they don't have the experience to know better and at the same time kane who does have the experience to know better and is young you completely shut down so i don't see why your audience could see you shutting down a young person and calling them ignorant because they're a young person could watch your content in earnest because that just but i guess we'll just take the light transphobia and we'll We'll say it was general ignorance rather than malice, which is giving you a little more credit than you deserve. But this whole streaming your argument, then turning it into a video thing, doesn't really work out, especially for you, because you're just saying garbage as it pops out of your head. You're not giving yourself to time to think it over before actually providing your counterpoint. With how this was edited, it's even, even more ranty. This is just a video that would have been better scripted. And I think your video, uh, if we ignore the parts about Kane entirely, is just a really poor way to present your argument at all. Mm -hmm. And, you know, going back to the uh, light transphobia, the thing is, no one was saying you're a transphobe. They're saying what you said was transphobic and you... Yeah, you can say and do transphobic apologize. things and not be a transphobe. Yeah, that's the thing. You say something transphobic on accident, you're like, oops, you learn from it, apologize, and you move on. Yeah. Like, you're just, not only did you not apologize, you doubled down. Transphobic is an adjective. It describes what you're doing. Transphobe is the noun. It is what you are. When people are calling you out for transphobic behavior, they are calling you out with the adjective they are saying that what you are doing is transphobic not that you yourself are a transphobe so yes. just get very defensive when the word transphobe is thrown out or transphobic is thrown out because they're like i'm not a transphobe they they act the same way with racism too if they say something yeah. that's racist they assume you're calling them a racist mm -hmm. rather than saying what they are doing is racist instead of you know taking accountability apologizing and then moving on they're just like, no, no, I'm no racist, I'm no racist. And it's like, no one said you were. Just don't <laughs> say that shit. Oh my god, Bella. Be quick to share your opinion, but be even quicker to change it when provided proof to the contrary. But yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, I I think the, uh, the fandom has pay-to-win aspects if you're someone who uh, defines the fandom in certain ways. If you're someone who defines the fandom by your clout status, I can see how it's pay to win because you buy a $6,000 fursuit. Uh, if you're someone who is... Um, I wouldn't say an artist would be pay to win because an artist can just make their own stuff. If you're just doing it for the social aspects, not pay to win at all. If you're doing it for the fun, you can have fun in the fandom without paying and i guess that would be someone who's defined as a free-to-play uh furry <laughs> but that's me. <laughs> that's me you say with a fursuit shh, no shh, it's fine <laughs> <laughs> you can go to you can participate in the fandom itself without ever actually spending a cent either 
he says that you can't participate in the larger part of the fandom, like furry cons, without spending money. Well, but there's money to go to the convention. And... But there's fur meets. That's true. Fur meets and... are pretty much free. Yeah, they're Besides, you know the gas money. And yeah, they're fur cons, just small. Yeah. You're That's you're. A lot of the biggest fur cons right now started as fur meets, and yeah. I've been to a couple fur meets before, but I also brought with me a 12-pack of Coke for everyone to share, so I guess that's pay to win because I I paid for Coke to have everyone enjoy, so, you know, maybe maybe that point doesn't work, but there are fur meets that you can go to that are free, that don't require you to spend anything. And you can meet and socialize and participate in the uh, fandom at large without ever actually spending anything other than gas money, infrastructure, whatever. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it. Other than like the last thing I had to say about Jiker is that towards the end of the video is he he fields more responses from the audience. Uh, he, he it I think at some point he realizes how weak his argument is. And he starts asking for people's opinions in the comments. And then every time someone says something, he's like, oh, yeah, yeah, it is just like that. Or, yeah, that's what I meant. And mm, if it? Mm. it feels like he knows that his argument is weak, so he's having to borrow opinions from his audience. But, uh, okay, so let's uh, let's answer some questions from, from the people at home before we wrap this out. If anyone's stuck around, because I know not everyone's, uh, everyone loves furry drama as much as I do. <laughs> bro i i love drama i <laughs> i i absolutely no, no. i'm not even I, playing no i get it like whenever something happens and my friends are like oh you never believe this happened i'm like oh spill that tea hold on let me get comfy dish <laughs> dish dish that hot fucking goss bro uh okay so what uh, I held a poll to see if y'all regularly watch other furry YouTubers besides me. 45% said yes. 7% uh, said no. So I'm, I'm the only furry you watch. I assume that's the non-furries who watch me. And 48% said not regularly, but occasionally. So for the most part, uh, my, my viewers and subscribers and fans don't watch other furry YouTubers, which is cool because that means I'm bringing people into the fandom and I think that's very neat. Yeah, I'll be honest, you're the only furry YouTuber I watch right now. <laughs> do you actually watch me though? Or do you just hang out with me and participate in the videos and say you watched it because you were there for it? No, I watch sometimes. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite video? Uh, the J Station furry one. <laughs> the one you were there for? Yeah. Can you name one other one? Uh, the Yuri one was pretty good. Okay, I also forced you to watch that one. <laughs> you know, fine. The one with Dick Fight Island in it. You didn't force I... me to watch that. I guess I didn't force you to watch that one. Did you? <laughs> and you did take the time to read Dick Fight Island, didn't you? I did. I read both of them. <laughs> it's so good. It's so good. Like, you wouldn't think it'd be good. But... You think it would just be, like, indulgent porn and that's it. Yes. it but there is, there's so much story. It's such a good manga. It is. And, like, if you're over 18 or, you know, comfortable enough to read it, uh, just, yeah, feel free to go read it. Cause yeah, you can read it for good. free, too, on your phone if you download Manga Cookie. Mm-hmm. Or just any 
No, wait, I don't think it's on Manga Cookie because it's porn, but you can just Google. You can just Google yeah. it, and there's lots of manga readers out there. Yeah, that's what I do, because, you know, broke bitch. Broke yeah, but it's, it's way better than it has any right to be. It really is. <laughs> it's like, so undeservedly good. Yeah, the even art, too. The art it's gorgeous. Really and there's not as much sex as you think there would be. No, it's more story driven than sex driven. <laughs> yeah, maybe we're just used to furry furry porn comics or something like that, where it's you know, raw dog and twenty four seven. Yeah. Sea salt twenty five uh but what was it, fourteen werewolves? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I never read it. Was it actually fourteen? I don't know. I never read it either. People always <laughs> quote the number fourteen at me. Yeah, I assume it's 14 werewolves. The only one I've read is where he chugs a bucket of, uh, dude goo. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, and I'm, like, in my video where I mentioned it, I'm like, there's, it, it involves buckets of nut butter. Literal <laughs> buckets. Oh, and all I can and all I can think is and think of is like him with like a feedback bucket strapped to his head of dude butter. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I I think I've read two. One was with one werewolf. Just one where he's just like I'm not gonna go into it. But uh yeah, he finds a werewolf and you know, they do the do. And then the another one where he goes to like a construction site or some shit. That's the one with the buckets of cum. Oh my god. I don't remember if it was a bucket or a dog food bowl. I I could look it up real quick. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't, don't bother looking it up. Uh, we're supposed to answer some to questions. You can okay. Go ahead and look it up. I'll I'll look at some questions real quick. By the way, uh, I haven't been able to post these extra ones onto onto Spotify because I need a subscription to RSS.com. So if y'all want to contribute to uh, the podcast and stuff like that, you can uh, go to coffee k o hyphen f i dot com forward slash ba wow. And you can donate there, and half the money goes to Updog, half the money goes to me. I'll use my half to pay for an RSS subscription, so y'all can listen to this on Spotify. So you can hear us talk about dude butter while you jog. Let's <laughs> see, I can't fight it, and I'm afraid to type in the certain words that would <laughs> officially lead me to it, because I'm not doing safe search. Uh, favorite hobbies? Just gaming. I Like I said, I don't really consider the furry fandom a hobby anymore. I consider it a uh, subculture or a community, so I don't really count f furry as a hobby anymore. But I guess gaming is probably my favorite hobby. Besides, uh, I don't know. I I like sculpting, but I haven't done sculpting in a long time. Uh, yeah, I'm also gonna have to say gaming, and um, you know, drawing when I can. Due to the and, oppressive uh, thumb of capitalism, I don't have time for anything else but gaming. I'm not allowed to leave my house. You got me shackled up in here. Uh, also, uh, fishing. Just because it's calming. For me, anyway. Not the fish. <laughs> Places you traveled. Oh. I have never left the U.S., but I've traveled to over half the states. Which, uh, if you're in other countries, like, our states are each the size of a country themselves. So traveling state to state is kind of like traveling different countries, except they all follow under the same federal law. So, 
sort of not really but traveling state to state really isn't that different unless you go from north to south or east to west uh i have never left the country either uh but i have not been to as many states as sarah i've been to like austin texas i guess to visit when I, but I don't remember because I was a baby and we, my mom brought me to visit my uncle when he was in training camp and then uh, I've been to Florida to go to which is a Disneyland or Disney World I can't remember it's one of them but it was a one Disney something yeah it was a Disney park whatever and uh, I've been to Wisconsin unfortunately <laughs> you, see, you see it's funny because I'm from Minnesota and we uh, notably hate Wisconsin because um, is it the cheese it, it, no believe it or not uh <laughs> because you know vikings versus packers grr. oh okay i don't i don't follow that i don't really hate wisconsin it's fine we don't actually hate wisconsin much as much as wisconsin likes to believe we do um i went to wisconsin just to go to wisconsin dells a couple times and i've been to south dakota to visit the next and that's about it romu not wait not romu it says uh rue uh i'd ask you how you may maintain that magnificent wool the secret is is that it's drawn uh <laughs> oh this is romu because they followed up with saying i'd ask up dog out uh oh. it's probably romu but for the <laughs> but for the podcast maybe i'd like to hear about your professional relationship with species creators how you approach them and how the relationships evolved so far if any thoughts on future collaborations most of the time when i meet a species creator it's because i usually try to contact them when s searching up the species because it saves me a lot of time because usually they have the most updated stuff but they don't post it to websites and stuff like that where it's easy to find like for example with wicker beasts they've actually got uh dozens of pages that need to go up on their website still to update the the website and the only way to find that out is by joining the discord i couldn't find the discord at first so i had to talk to pine warden and telegram and then that's how i found the discord and how i found more information and realized this is a lot more than i thought it was going to be but a lot of the times I do it to save me time. And that's how I met uh, Mr. Tallycat. Was that I had found uh, some stuff on Tebas, but it was through Amino and Amino Blows. And uh, Tally sent me all the documentation that I needed and gave me a blurb or something to use on the, on the video. And then uh, that, that's one of my more watched videos. And we recently found out that it wasn't actually uh, Mr. Tallycat's community that watched for all those like 6,000 views. It was uh, it was actually just from YouTube itself. So, but uh, I'd collaborate with uh, I'd collaborate with Tally again. I'd I'd work with Smarby. I wanna I wanna work with Smarby because I think they did they did Phonodroids, and I like Phonodroids. I like the appearance of them. So I would I would wanna talk to smorby and also the person who did amp waves but uh people that i've actually talked to that i want to do collaborations with uh i want to get pine warden in for a video but i need to figure out some interview questions and i want to have them on the podcast and uh lee lai rai lee lai ra and lee lai ra has already said that they would be up for it again i just need to figure out what i want to ask and organize the time 
but, funny you mentioned them. I've been meaning to say this, but I I used to follow them way back in the day on DA when they first like started making, uh, at least from what I remember, when they first started making their uh, species. And I just, I've been infatuated with their work a lot. Leilaira. Yeah, the fact that, uh, yeah, we could possibly talk to them. I'm just kind of like, ee! <laughs> okay, well, if you can think of some uh, interview questions, then you can go ahead and ask Lee Lyra yourself, and I'll try to I'll try to get them on. Oh, okay. <laughs> See, that's the trick: is you offload your work onto people that actually want to do it. Yeah. Uh, also, what are your and Updog's previous careers? Uh, I have worked almost exclusively in hard labor and grocery stores and stuff like that. Uh, which is why I don't work anymore, because those jobs have wrecked my body. I, I've i gotten a recurring bursitis in my right knee so many times that my right knee just can't support weight anymore. So my entire left leg supports my weight, so I just I can't work anymore. But also, the government doesn't consider it uh, disabled enough to be get be getting disabled disable pay. So uh, that's why I do YouTube. I mostly did factory work and grocery stores. I worked in a gas station for a while and I used to be a manager at Firehouse Subs. That lasted like two weeks. Uh, not because I got fired, but because I quit and left. I left Arizona. Other than that, I did a lot of freelance writing for gaming journalism. I've got a lot of uncredited work on some bigger sites and I've got uh, a lot of credited work on some somewhat big sites that are now dead because they weren't paying fairly. They claim to be a progressive media outlet, but then also paid us under average for the articles we wrote. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that how it always goes? They say they're progressive and then are not. Uh, yeah. What'd you do before? Uh, I did a lot of nannying. Like, a lot of nannying. And then I was like, I fucking hate this because I don't like kids. <laughs> and, then, and then I was a meat handler. Like... A, like a butcher meat handler or sea salt meat handler? <laughs> uh, <laughs> wouldn't you like to know? Uh, <laughs> it, it, you know what? Nah, I'm gonna leave that up for interpretation. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? That might be this episode's name. Up dog's a meat handler. I'm a meat handler. What uh. kind of meat? Yes. <laughs> Uh, how did we meet? We met through a uh, furry social media site called Furzu. Mm -hmm. uh, it's also a dating site, but uh, I've always used it as a social media site. Uh, just It's where everyone was at the time, and it's kind of like Twitter, except it has one massive integrated feed that you can't opt out of. Uh, you can sort of curate it by following specific people and then going to your local timeline and it would show just people who are in your area or people you followed but for the most part people used the home feed which was every single person on the site who posted something would show up here for better or worse it was essentially like the slash b boards on uh 4chan so every horrible little thought that everyone has would be there <laughs> and trends fly by in an instant like, one minute, everyone will be talking about uh, 
embarrassing stories and then in the next minute it'll be everyone talking about how horny they are except that trend is kind of a persistent one and is just all on there all the time and which is why i don't use the site anymore because it's like i i don't want to watch socially inept people talk about how horny they are while also doing stuff that repels people like talking about how horny they are (laughs) yeah it's just depressing how much self-awareness they lack so i don't really use the site yeah i used it i went there because i was like hmm, maybe i could meet people and you know be friends because <clears throat> i was sorely lacking in the friends department for a bit there just you know coming into my transness i was kind of dropping people because they were not supportive and uh yeah i went there i'm like maybe i can make some friends there and i did i made some good friends Urzu is also where I where I figured out that I was trans. I had been feeling dysphoria for a while, but I didn't know it was dysphoria until someone told me what dysphoria was, and I was like, oh shit, I'm trans. <laughs> I, oh, yeah, no, I didn't know what trans was for a good while, and so I was just like, why do I, why do I hate my chest? Why do I hate all of this? And why do I blah, 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 blah. And I went to Furzu, and I'm like, oh, huh. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I was, you know, before that, I was like, oh, I'm, I'm gender fluid. I, uh, I like being called she, and then I'd cringe every time someone called me she. (laughs) 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 That that must be normal. (laughs) Uh, yeah, I mostly used it for, you know social because i'm like oh i want to make friends and then you know i met sarah i met ghani and i kind of talked to mabel a little there but they kept like leaving coming back leaving i was like okay well i didn't get a chance to you know make a connection or anything so i'm just like yeah as far as you i don't go there anymore because um the 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 admins decide to have like a mass exodus of people they considered problems and that made a lot of people angry and yeah i'm out of here a lot of people would be kicked or removed for no reason or poor reasons and then people that they had legitimate reasons to ban they would not ban because it wasn't rule breaking enough for them so people were allowed to skirt the rules for long enough to get away with stuff people like goth skunk would uh skirt the rules for as long as possible meanwhile goth skunk was banned on twitter which should have been enough for them to go oh if he's getting banned on twitter where it's even more lax maybe we should not have this kind of person here either but uh do you think golf skunks will be one of the uh, accounts that Elon decides is okay to come back, even though he's uh, furry trash and Elon probably doesn't fucking care about furries? I think he'll see the reason why Goth Skunk was banned and allow him back. And I think that's because uh, Goth Skunk is uh, he's a pseudo intellectual. He's the kind of person that I think if Elon met personally, he would get along with. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I can see those two getting along with each other for a little for a while, and I can see Goth Skunk hedging a lot of his beliefs just to appease Elon. But just uh, two dudes jerking each other off mentally. Yeah, 
or physically, you know. We don't yeah. we don't know. Well, I'm sure Gothgunk would jump at the chance to <laughs> handle Elon's meat. I can get I can get billionaire nut in my clothes. Hell yeah. Oh, look yeah. Is there any place one could find previous content you two made? I know you both draw or at least you used to. Uh I draw, but I don't like to draw. It's uh it's more something that I occasionally do when I need an asset for something that involves YouTube. And, uh, or when I'm making emotes. Because it's cheaper for me to do it than it is to get someone else to do it. I mean, you are, you all already know those places. It's like Twitter, I post stuff in Discord. Uh, if you're talking about content content, like YouTube that I used to do, I'm not telling you where because none of it's any good and it would genuinely be a waste of your time to find it. Or watch any of it. If there's demand for it, I'll do a react to my first YouTube video ever. And I'll put that on my channel, on uh, on the Sarah's Things channel. But you, I'm not going to tell y'all uh, where my old content was because it's just, it's not worth watching. None of it is worth watching. Maybe the Dark Souls video, they got 400,000 views. But again, that's outdated info. Almost all of it is not worth watching. All right, uh, your, your turn. Y'all already know about uh, my art Twitter, but that's pretty recent. I do have a fur affinity. You say art Twitter like you have another Twitter. I do. I have I have a, a an art Twitter where I would post, you know, just random drawings and shit I would make. But I haven't posted there in a while because... Because uh, I do have a fur affinity that's pretty much dead. Because I don't agree with, you know, uh, the people who run it. Yeah, uh, that up dog over there. I recently discovered that I don't agree with the uh, staff that work at for Affinity either. Um, so you, we, we mentioned Growly before, but did you know that he was friends with uh, Dragoneer? I don't doubt it. I'm gonna be honest. Yeah, uh, Growly is Growly was friends with Dragoneer, who was an ad, who is an admin for uh, for Affinity. And once Dragoneer had checked his notes and personal and private stuff and messages had found out that Growly was using the site to uh, privately message minors to solicit uh, content from them. Uh, Dragoneer had decided to ban them because he said that other members of staff had connections to law enforcement and that it would be better for Dragoneer to ban them than it would be for them to find out. So Dragoneer tweeted out, I had to ban a friend from Fur Affinity today, and it's the hardest thing I've ever had to do. Yeah. For me, if I found out my friend was a pedo, yeah. he'd be lucky being banned from my friend circle would be the only thing that he would get. But uh, Dragoneer also did not report what he did to the authorities. Wow. Which wow. he's legally responsible to do. As a site owner, it is his job as an admin, it's his job to report this stuff to the police. And because Growly is his friend, he just didn't. Uh, Fucking scumbag. <laughs> yeah, and once I found that out, it made sense to me why Growly was allowed at MFF. Probably because Dragoneer vouched for him and allowed him to participate because it was hard for him to ban his friend, but he can't allow his friend to be banned from the community. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So uh, just a stronger reason not to use for affinity. There's so many alternatives to for affinity that you can use that just mm -hmm. 
they I also had like a Weasley or whatever that was called. Weasel, uh, there's so furry, there's a there's a lot of furry art sites. Uh, uh, one I would probably uh, try to avoid is the Ink Bunny one, though. Yeah, Ink Bunny is like the only modern furry art site that allows cub art. Mm. So, yeah, you got you got a lot of options here, and most of them ban cub art if if that's something you want to avoid. Yeah. But uh, yeah, that's uh, that's it for the questions. That's it for the content. Uh, let's. Go ahead and say our good boys. Um, thank you everybody for watching, including my patrons and tippers. People like you make it so I can do stuff like this, as well as try new things. If you want to help, like Vadersan from Synth's fame, Romu, Linky series, Room, the artist formerly known as Mouse Bard, who now is called Strings of a Mouse, uh, Kit Chimera, Blonsk, and Ukulele Otter on YouTube. You can sub on patreon.com forward slash Sarah's Things. Otherwise, you can find all of my links and social media on bit.ly forward slash M forward slash Sarah Proto. And Updog, where would they find you? You can find me on Twitter at thatupdog. And my art Twitter is uh, at UpdogArt. Okay. That's it. <laughs> all right. Uh, make sure you do check out the, uh, the coffee ko ficom forward slash bawow. It's a one-time tipping site, so if you tip it, it's just once. It's not like a subscription like Patreon. Uh, any money that's sent there is split 50-50 with me and Updog. Uh, if you donate to that, I'll be using my portion on paying for rss.com subscription so we can get our podcast back on Spotify. And if you're, uh, you should also look into the Patreon to help do that. It's only $10 a month that I need, so yeah. And I'll be using mine to buy burritos from Chipotle. That's a, that, that's actually not a bad choice. We don't have a Chipotle. I gotta go buy furry cosmetics, so I'll see y'all later. Bye. <laughs> Bye.